Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville. Fiber Internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. And from the Herald Times, featuring coverage of local news, entertainment, and sports. In print at heraldtimesonline.com and on your mobile device. From the Milton Metz studio in the Radio TV building at Indiana University, welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, along with co-hosts WFIU and WTIU News Bureau Chief Sarah Whitmire. Brown County and Nashville have a long history with the arts. Over the years, famous artists such as T.C. Steele and Marie Goth called Brown County home, and the area became known for its colony of talented creators. Brown County has a strong tradition of live performances also. Many will remember the Brown County Playhouse, which is still in operation, and the Little Nashville Opry, which burned down in 2009. Now Brown County and Nashville are looking to attract more visitors with the construction of the Brown County Music Center, which is set to open in August of this year. So today we're going to talk about the Brown County Music Center and all the other arts and entertainment offerings in Nashville and Brown County with three guests who we have in the studio today. Dana Beth Evans is the executive director of the Brown County Music Center. Chuck Wills is vice president of the Nashville Arts and Entertainment Commission. And Nancy Crocker is a Nashville town council member and a local business owner. If you have questions or comments, please give us a call at 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or one 877 285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area, news at indianapublicmedia.org. You can reach us there, and also you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So I'm really happy to have all of you here today. It's uh, Brown County and Nashville are a really special part of uh, southern Indiana, uh, This the WFIU listening area. And so we're really happy to have you to talk about what's going on over there. And Dana, Beth, we have to start with you. The Brown County Music Center. So what's, uh, you know, what's, what's the deal with the Brown County Music Center? We are very excited. The Brown County Music Center will be a 2017-seat uh, performing arts center where we'll be having live entertainment, uh, conferences. It'll be open to rent. Uh, so we're just really excited. We'll open our grand opening show is August the 24th, and we have Vince Gill coming in. Uh, and that show actually is already sold out. It's sold out in about 15 minutes. So we were very, very excited. And today we have tickets on sale for Clint Black, who will be coming in September. We also have a show for children. We're bringing Peppa Pig in in October. So there's a lot of things that we're doing to bring people in. And the Art Center, the Brown County Music Center is just an amazing addition uh, to the Nashville area. Well, we'll talk a lot more about the Music Center, but I want to turn to Chuck Wills, um, Vice President of the Nashville Arts and Entertainment Commission. So the commission, I mean, what, what do you guys do and, you know, how important is it to have such a thing in Nashville and Brown County? Well, I, I think that um, our purpose is to uh, really keep up the brand of Arts Village Brown County. Uh, we don't have any specific authority in terms of saying, you know, you're an arts venue and, and another place isn't. Uh, we just try to collaborate with artists, with venues, and uh, try to, you know, raise the tide, raising mm-hmm. all ships, right. uh, to encourage the arts, uh, make sure that as a community we continue to value the arts. Mm-hmm. And, Nancy, I know the Nashville Town Council uh, must have a lot of conversations about, you know, how do you how do you maintain this arts uh, destination? Um, you know, Brown County has been kind of a mecca for people in the fall in particular. And I'm sure that you all you are always working on what you can do to make it such you know, year round. So, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And to add to what Chuck said, too, we are one of 10 Indiana cultural districts, and that's why we have our Arts and Entertainment Commission. So we're very proud of that. That was a hard thing to uh, accomplish for us. Um, what's, but, that, what's that mean, a cultural district? So what? Well, it, it, it means that um, we get to work with the Indian Arts Commission, which is a phenomenal group. They um, put on a homecoming every year, and now they're starting to gather all of the arts cultural districts together 
to um, collaborate with each other. So how we can promote Indiana as a whole and then also individual cultural districts. Mm -hmm. So it gives us um, it gives us a little bit of money each year, too, which is really nice. Um, And uh, that helps with some public art things and our art walk and things like that. So. Um, it yeah. really it really gives a little boost to our art colony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as town council goes, um, I'm an artist. I um, was president of the Arts Commission, and so it's kind of my background. And so and whenever things come up, that always is a, is a thing that is in the back of my mind. And um, a few years ago, there were some statistics out there for every one art job that is created. Six other jobs are also created. So art is our economic um, development focus mm-hmm. in, in Brown County. Mm-hmm. Do you have any sense of just dollars, how much the arts bring into that area and what it would be? Yeah, A lot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like arts and tourism are probably the biggest drivers. Well, yeah, our nature, our nature, our music and our art. Yeah. I mean, the Brown County um, State Park obviously um, brings in a lot. Um, And we work we're working continuously to collaborate with them and pull the campers over to Nashville and get the Nashville people over to the to the campground and hiking and things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely that. I mean, tourism and and art and nature that the, those are our things that support our county. How do you build a build an economy around arts when, you know, that also is very reliant then on tourists mm-hmm. who it's more seasonal. So mm-hmm. it just seems like that could be Volatile. Well, yeah. yeah. It's how, a, do you, how do you do that? It, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let Chuck. Talk. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it, it's certainly part of our history. It's part of our makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think back to the first time I came to Nashville in the 1970s, and it had that arts colony feel. So, um, you know, with it being part of our DNA, uh, you know, tourism is certainly seasonal, and I, I think that mm-hmm. the artists work around that as well. We're trying to change but, that a little you know, bit as, with the music center, though. That's yeah, the new thing with exactly, the music center coming in. Exactly. We're trying to make sure that we book shows and then we have things December, January, February, and March when normally there's not a lot going on in the downtown or in the Nashville or in Brown County because of the you know, the seasons and the weather and everything. So we're trying to make sure that we book at those times so that we're bringing tourists in and that we're bringing people overnight that will want to stay. And, well, we're already here. Let's go walk down the street and, and do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with being on Arts Council, I'm also a musician and a producer. And I know that we try to think very strategically in terms of when we schedule things. Um, you know, if I'm creating a new event, I'm not going to do it in the fall because we're already <laughs> at capacity. And so it makes sense to think of those off months right. um, to, to use the additional capacity of, of those seasons. Yeah. And that's one thing the, the uh, Arts Commission does do, too. They support different events like that. We have um, the Fingerstyle Guitar um, event. We have um, now we, we just started. It's very exciting. A story slam. Uh, we had our first story slam a couple weeks ago, and um, it's right now taking care taking uh, place in the Brown County Inn. But um, we had a packed house for the first time, and just some amazing stories. So um, we support that. The uh, art walk, uh, the fourth Friday art walk, or is it first Friday? <laughs> I forget what <laughs> it's Friday. Um, uh, so the Arts Commission um, supports that. And um, and and really, the Arts Commission is more of a, a you know a supportive entity, not a governing entity. Mm-hmm. So I, we're going to talk mostly about Brown County today, but I do want to ask about how you how you interact with the communities around Brown County because I know Bloomington is has a cultural district, the mm-hmm. Bead, and Columbus. Columbus does too. probably mm-hmm. has a cultural district, and those yeah. are two other destinations, and they're just right next door. So do you collaborate? Try to make sure that if people are coming to Bloomington, that they also make a little trip over to Brown County. And we, we've attempted. Uh-huh. We have something called Arts Road 46 that connects the three communities together. It never really took off that much. Um, it, it didn't really have any meat behind it to mm-hmm. to to get off the ground. Um, but I don't think on a daily basis we necessarily do, but the cultural districts, I know the people in Brown County or in, in Bloomington, and I know the people in Columbus, and we talk mm-hmm. and about what's going on and things like that. So we right. try to help each other out. Yeah, I think in, in very broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
And it's a good way D- to put Dana it. Beth, I'm curious with the new music center. Um, is there going to be overlap with the Bluebird here, and we have Buzzkirk Chumley? Well, the difference with the Brown County Music Center is we're such a we're a larger venue than the Bluebird or than the Buzzkirk. So, and, and I've tried to sit down with people at the Buzzkirk, and we've talked about what shows they're bringing in and what days, so that we're not bringing in. If they're bringing in a bluegrass show that's going to bring in 600, I'm not going to book a bluegrass show that same weekend. Or if I do, I'm going to make sure that I book it the night after there so that it's a long weekend that we can try to manipulate that in. But I'm going to make sure that we're not doing the same things at the same time. Also, with most music venues, there is a 90-90 rule, 90 days, 90 miles. So I can't book an act here at the Brown County Music Center and the Buzzkirk can't book the same act within two months of each other because it's 90 miles, 90 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, And that happens. The only exception that we have to that rule is um, at the Palladium because the people at the Palladium, they're drawing usually from a from more northern, whereas we're dra- drawing from a different area. If you're going to the Palladium, you're not coming to Brown County. If you're coming to Brown County, you're probably not going up to the Palladium. And I just want to say, too, how much we appreciate Dana Beth because oh, she you. knows yeah. all that and – she just is aware of what we already have here, and we already have a huge tourism season. And has she's made the statement that you know we're not we're not booking big shows during that time because we've already got the people here. I mean, we'll so, book things because we want to give the people that are already there something to do at night, right. and to give more things going on. But we're probably not going to be bringing in a Vince Gill in October. Mm-hmm. That's right, just right. that's we've already got heads in beds. We've already got people in the mm-hmm. town. We don't need to do that then. Yeah. But we will need, you know, we do need a show like Vince in February. Right. Yeah. Because then we're down. I, yeah. I seem to remember from, you know, my newspaper days and all the stories that we did on Brown County that that typically there are about a million tourists a year or is it more than that? Do we It's probably more than that. Yeah. I think last year yeah. I think before I took the job, I had done some research, and it was like the town of Nashville had 800 residents, but they had close to, th- I'm going to say two to th- 2.5 million that come through in a year into Brown County. Right. So it's massive yeah. because I was yeah. just flabbergasted that there were that many people that were coming through mm-hmm. into this little, I mean, 800 residents, yeah. but millions of people are walking through the town. Right. So, okay. Well, we, have our, we have our first caller who's on the line, and it's, uh, it's Ken calling from... The Nashville House. Ken? No, I'm calling from Greene County. Oh. But the question is about, has anybody bought and going to revive the Nashville House? Um, not that we know of. There's There's been talk about uh, people that are interested, and we're, we're hoping somebody comes in and takes it over, but we don't know of anything for sure yet. Well, that's an iconic part of Nashville. It sure is. Back for... 50, 60 years. And yeah. also, somewhere, and, and this, I will give you my age, unfortunately, <laughs> um, there needs to be some kind of a memorial to Alice Ferguson. Oh, Allie Ferguson from, mm-hmm. yeah, the from Ferguson, Ferguson House. Mm-hmm. Do you sure. know who Alice is? Sure, I do. Well, she was the iconic Nashville until she died. And we always, every time we came there, had to stop by and talk to her for a while mm. because she was just incredibly wonderful and the person that epitomized the old Nashville. Ken, thanks for your call. I'm sorry I made that mistake. You're out there in Greene County. Well, that's all right. Okay. You're in Monroe County. That's correct. All Go right. Go a little further east and you'll know more about that's right. That's what we're talking about today. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Ken. I guess I didn't realize the Nashville house had closed. Yeah, it yeah. closed last fall. Yeah. Now, I know there's been a lot of transition over the last decade or so with, with the, uh, the, the, uh, the playhouse. And what's the status of the playhouse now? Great. Going strong. <laughs> yeah. It's the Brown County um, Playhouse. It used to be affiliated with IU, mm-hmm. right? right. But, so now but, it is a, a nonprofit. We have a board that runs it. Um, if you look on their website, they just released their new lineup and some really amazing acts. And what's great is Dana Beth is working with them 
And hopefully, you know, we're going to well, – this is starting off a little slow. we got to kind of find our way. But we're hoping that we can find mutual acts and kind of work together with the Playhouse and the, and the Music Center. Because what's the Playhouse it's seat? Just four, About 400. 400. Yeah. So we, of course, when, we, when, when I came on board, we sat down with the chairman of their board and talked to them about how we wanted to make sure that we were not going after acts that are at that size. We're going to go after acts that are bigger so that we're not in competition with them. And if somebody called us and said – we want to come in, but we're only going to probably be able to sell 500 tickets, then I'm probably going to say, why don't you go to the Brown County Playhouse? That's a better fit for you. Mm-hmm. you know. And if, if somebody calls the Playhouse that wants to come in, then they can turn around and say, but this is a better fit. Mm-hmm. So we're all very much trying to work together and making sure that we're all on the same page. They've been around for, I think this is their 80th year. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to be wanting to learn from them of what, what's relevant for Brown County and what they see. They're going, to, they're going to be the teacher for me because I'm new to the area. Mm-hmm. Are they open all year now? Yes. So you, yes. Yeah. yeah. They they are open Thursday through Sunday okay. and live shows on the weekends when they can, and then they show movies otherwise. Okay. And a great place to watch a movie. Too. Oh, it's very nice. Uh, what yeah. is it? Six or seven dollars. Um, I volunteer there, so but I can't. So I, I never buy a ticket because I'm always volunteering. But, um, but they have first run movies they, that they bring in. Mm-hmm. You know, so they they yeah. have a lot of stuff yeah. going on there. Yeah. So and for this the size of the place, it's just a great place to watch a movie because it's it's like an old fashioned little theater. Yeah, you know, it's a great place. Point. It's a great place to watch anything. The sound there is just out of this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they've actually improved, and the, they got some new curtains or something, so the yeah. sound is going to be even better now. Yeah. Let me uh, offer our phone numbers for our listeners: eight one two eight five five zero eight one one in Bloomington, or one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight outside of the Bloomington area. News at indianapublicmedia.org is a way to reach us online, and at Noon Edition is our Twitter handle. When we're talking about some of these things, in particular the Brown County Music Center, I'm wondering how these are funded because they do seem primarily geared towards tourists. So then is it local people who are then funding these? No. The Brown County Music Center was funded on a a plan that's never been done before. So I I don't know all the ins and outs, but I'm going to give you the the – credit card version here of what happens. Um, The proposal was made. We, a group of individuals, got a loan from a bank for $13 million using the building as collateral, as well as the backup money for, if for some reason we can't make our initial payments or making the interest payments or if something happens, we are funded through the innkeeper's tax so if you come and stay the night at an inn and you pay that tax, that's what's funding the Brown County Music Center. And if something happened, God forbid, which it's not going to, but if something did happen where it's just like owning your home, the bank owns the property right now while we're paying off the mortgage on it. So if something happened and, and the innkeeper's tax couldn't fund it or we couldn't fund it, it would go back to the bank. Now, eventually, it will be it'll be purchased. It is being purchased by the county on contract because the county can't own have debt. So we have a a building management group that's running that's over all of it, and they own that they have the deed, and they're sl- we're paying the county and we're paying that deed off through the innkeeper's tax and through the money that we'll be making from the Brown County Music Center. So everybody that says we're that's taxpayers' money, no. There is not the only taxpayer money that has been put into that building are some legal fees that were paid at the very beginning when the county was working on the contract with the management group. That's the only county money, and I think that was like thirty, maybe forty thousand dollars that went towards to pay that attorney's fees. Everything else is from the innkeeper's tax. The county's coffers are not being hit with any of it. And as a matter of fact, there's just been a new law that passed. It's on the governor's desk now to be signed where we'll have an entertainment tax of $1 that will be charged on every ticket. And that $1, so if you buy a ticket, you're going to pay a $1 entertainment tax, and that $1 goes back to the county, and then the county will put it in their coffers for improvements for anything that has to do with the Maple Leaf, for sidewalks to go to music the Maple center. Leaf, mm-hmm. or excuse music me, center. the Music Center. <laughs> We've changed our name. And I even wrote it down, Brown County Music Center. I forgot to look. It just rolls off our tongue because so we've said it for a couple years now. Yeah. So the Music Center, that money then goes from the county to go to help 
with improvements to help the debt, if the air conditioner goes out, those kinds of things. That dollar will go to that, and then ticket right. sales will also then ticket go sales go towards and helping staff and correct. Right. Okay, correct. But let, has, me, ask, let okay. me ask. I, I want to ask about the the um, the bed tax because. The county council would have did. Did they increase it? No, to, to, no, so, no. So it's, no. Just, it's five percent. Five percent. Was it going? What was it going to before? The it was going center? to support our visitor center, okay. and they did have a little bit of a savings mm-hmm. that they used. But the thing about it is, is the people that are going to come are hopefully going to stay all night. They're going to pay the five percent, and then it's going to go back, and so it's just going to be circular. That it's it's all going to co- go back into the community. And even starting now, we can already see that that's happening. For example, we had Vinskill tickets that went on sale, and we had several people that rented rooms just to be in line to get the Vinskill tickets. Mm-hmm. And we've got Peppa Pig coming in October, and Nancy sent yep. me a text and went, "It's working yeah. because I have an in, and I got a I got an Airbnb reservation that said they're coming to Peppa Pig and they're going to stay with me. That's so it, so like already it's working. And we had a we have a, a band that we're getting ready to release information on and they're um have already released their information on their website and a couple from the netherlands contacted us and said we love this band we follow them everywhere we're going to plan a trip to the united states we want to see this band at your location what is there to do where do we stay so we've got people from overseas even coming in all right we're going to take one more phone call before we go to break and uh, i think this is annie is that right yes hi hi go ahead hi and i know nancy and chuck and uh, but I just oh hi Annie something about, it's Annie hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I am the I work at in Bean Blossom there's a little uh, St David's has a Be- Bean Blossom music series and we're aspiring to be the the small venue with uh, we do more than half of our uh, concerts are classical musicians from IU that come so that's a connection with Monroe County that we have tried to foster. This Sunday, we're having a flamenco trio come from Chicago and do a show at 7. But we are a small venue, like 100 seats. So it's more chamber music and intimate music, and we hope to complement the medium venue, the playhouse, and the huge venue, you Mm -hmm. know. So we're just doing something a little different for... I think that's wonderful. And if you could get with me, um, I would love to talk to you and see if what can maybe work on a partnership of some time that we could do together or to make sure that we're bringing in. If you've got a big Friday night, maybe we can work on a big Saturday night and and see if we can get something going. So if you could get with me after the show next week, that would be great. And just another example of this music center is not the only thing that we have. We have lots of little venues that have live music in them all the time. Oh, exactly. This is just one example of it. Yeah. Right. We, Annie, thank I think we're – okay. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. I thanks, think thanks, Annie. The, mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for the call, Annie. And we're going to have to take a short break. If you want to join us after the break, 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348 uh, outside of the Bloomington calling area. We'll be right back. From the Milton Met Studio at IU's Radio TV building, this is Noon Edition on WFIU. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state throughout the day at WFIUNews.org and on Twitter at WFIU News. You can watch unfiltered video of breaking stories on Facebook Live, and you can get a digest of all the day's top stories delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of the headlines, plus the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe now at WFIUNews.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, along with Sarah Whitmire from WFIU and WTIU. We're talking about uh, the different arts opportunities in Brown County, Indiana, which is getting ready to open the Brown County 
Music Center in August of this year. We have three guests with us in the studio. Dana Beth Evans, the Executive Director of the Brown County Music Center. Chuck Wills, Vice President of the Nashville Arts and Entertainment Commission. And Nancy Crocker, a Nashville Town Council member and a Nashville business owner. If you have questions or comments, 812-855-0811 in Bloomington. 1-877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area. News at indianapublicmedia.org if you want to get a hold of us online and at Noon Edition if you want to reach us on Twitter. Chuck, I want to ask you, what effect or impact do you think that the Music Center is going to have just on the overall county and sort of what is, what's your long-range plan? Oh, I think it's going to have uh, a pretty dramatic effect. A lot of the venues that I've talked to um, have been thinking of themselves, and I use this word carefully, a, a secondary stage too, uh, meaning if there's a big act that comes into uh, the music center, those folks that come in are going to need other things to do. And so they're thinking of, uh, you know, thinking of themselves as a secondary stage to that. What's going to be happening on Thursday night? What's going to be happening on Saturday afternoon? And there's already a, a lot of thought and going into that, um, I think everybody just has great expectations and is, is no ready. pressure. Yeah, no, <laughs> no pressure. pressure. Okay, no pressure. How do you strike a balance between trying to get all these people to come into town and making sure that the people who live there feel included and that they can get tickets? And if you know, you well, said sold sure. out sure. fifteen minutes. Sure. We're we're trying to do as best we can. Um, it's a learning curve. Yes, I've got experience running theaters, but every area and every theater is different. So there's a learning curve that we have to go through. Um, for example, with Vince Gill, we we had people standing in line at nine thirty, and I was terrified that when the tickets went on sale they wouldn't get tickets because of the internet so i opened the box office 30 minutes early that day just to make sure that the people that were standing in line got tickets today clint black went on sale and we started the we didn't have as many tickets because they didn't have a pre-sale with the fan clubs so we opened our box office about 15 minutes early before they went on sale online yesterday we tried to do a special for just brown county residents that if you were a resident and you came to the box office between 10 and 1 and showed your id that you got to purchase your tickets early so that there wasn't all the fans didn't get it from the fans from a pre-sale. So we're trying to do little things to make sure that we're incorporating. But again, you can't make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. We're right. trying to make the majority happy, but it's a di- I'm, it's difficult. We're just trying to do the best we can to make sure that we get the people that want to see the shows able to come in and see the shows. And again, we're learning. And we, we about a year ago, started with a strategic <clears throat> planning committee. And we have several people that are in on that. And so there's lots of different things that we're working on to try to, you know, embrace the, the local community. Okay. That, that really was important to us. And we also want to make sure that we're not competing with the local community on any things. Right. For example, right. our concession area is going to be an upscale concessions um, that we've got coming in, and that's great. But we wanted to make sure that we're not serving food food. It's not a place for you to come and get a meal right. before the concert. We want you to go someplace and eat mm-hmm. and then come and have a nice popcorn or gourmet popcorn and a nice glass of wine before right. the show. Or after the show, make sure that several of the restaurants know that we've got a show going on so that they can stay open late so that we can encourage people, hey, the concert's over. We know you're excited and hyped up. Go get a dessert. Go get an appetizer mm-hmm. at such-and-so bars or such-and-so mm-hmm. restaurants that are staying open late tonight for you. It's, Go ahead. So we want to make sure that we're working in conjunction with the community and that we're not the one-stop shop. That's not the goal. And Nancy and Chuck both serve on a committee that I'm on in regards to bringing art Mm -hmm. into the Maple into the music center. We're going to we be should bringing, tell people it was called the Maple Leaf. It's had a name change. Yeah, it's had a name why. change, and, and we're no, getting there. It's the, the Mute County Music Center. <laughs> and we're bringing local artists, and we'll have a juried, this panel is a juried group that will look at different art that we'll bring in seasonally, and we'll bring it in like every two or three months. A different artist or different theme will be shown in the music center so that they'll be able to say oh we really like this artist and then i can turn around and say great they've got a shop down the road at such and such yeah Yeah. if you like this piece go see what else they've got Uh, the lobby of the music center is just going to be gorgeous and it's got walls so we want art on the walls Mm -hmm. because again it's all music art everything so we want to overlap with the artist and support the artist there too like we're looking at just saying the word nest 
what does the word nest mean to you? And no matter what type of artist you are, um, 3D, 3D, 2D, 2D whatever, flat you art, can painting, what watercolor, does, whatever. When I think of nest, what pops in my mind? Is it a bird's nest? Is it a mother nesting? Is it a a, a, a dorm room? You know, what is, is it, it my that thermostat? You think? Yeah. You know, what do you think of? So that's what we're, we'll be doing things, fun things like that. And we'll have it all on display and for sale there in the center to make you want to go downtown. And the other thing we're going to try to do is have a permanent collection of some historic art on the walls, too. So we're going to try to get a T.C. Steele and a Marie Goth and some other art that's going to be up higher, but... Um, but so people can learn the history. And uh, we've, we're talking about the arts and we're talking about music and all that stu- too. But Brown County has an amazing history um, that incorporates everything with it. But um, uh, Frank Hohenberger is the one that kind of discovered us. And um, we have some amazing photographs that he's done. And we're working on getting a marker to commemorate him too um, in, in the town. So don't forget our history too. Yeah. If, so if you like history, come to Brown County too. Okay. Yeah. We have a question that came in from our producer that okay. says, is the Brown County Music Center fully staffed at this point? Not at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we have currently, myself as the executive director, we have an audience services manager that deals with the box office and the volunteers, which I want to talk about volunteers. Uh, and then we have a, a marketing person, Lauren McCarroll, who is our marketing manager. Uh, we also have a, te- we'll be, we will be hiring a full-time technical director and then our backstage staffing that will be part-time positions um, and permanent part-time positions for our, our back of house. We also have six people that we have on site now as box office people that we're working. We have a box office that we have set up at the Brown County Convention and Visitors Bureau that's our off-site site because we, we don't have a box office set up yet. So we're excited about and that. And that's right on uh, Van Buren on the main drag on the south end of town. Okay. We have a phone call from Nathan. Oh. Nathan, go Hi, ahead. Uh, Hi. I was just wanting to mention that. Uh, Hi, Nathan. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. Hi, Chuck. I just wanted to mention uh, that uh, the uh, one of the best kept secrets in Brown County is the uh, fingerstyle guitar uh, competition. <laughs> it's a national national fingerstyle comp- guitar competition, and it's uh, amazing that it's held in Brown County. And I'd like to see. Um, and I know a lot of people would like to see more uh, music uh, happenings, events like that, that take over a weekend and involve lots of different. Uh... Uh, so I think Ch- Chuck. Oh, did if, we lose? Him? If we lost Nathan, Chuck, I'm sure you can answer this question. It looks sure. like you can. What's fingerstyle guitar? Fingerstyle guitar. It is uh, acoustic guitar that is played literally with the fingers instead of a pick. And uh, full disclosure, I'm co-producer of the event along with Kara Barnard, uh, who is uh, well-known in the community. And uh, Kara always describes it as the Olympics of guitar playing because you make your guitar sound like more than one player, basically. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have that event there. But fortunately, there are a lot of big events that happen in Brown County, and particularly in Bean Blossom. So mm-hmm. along with Fingerstyle right. Guitar, there's the Bean Blossom Blues Fest, the John Hartford Festival, um, Uncle Penn Days. You know, ukulele. The, the ukulele festival that now happens, what, twice a twice, year? Twice a year. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to feel like a hippie, go out to the ukulele festival. <laughs> oh, it's so it's much so fun. It's so much fun. It, it is such a group of And you happy just line people. up and play your ukulele. That's yeah. all that's really all it is. Yeah, it's uh, great. The granddaddy of them all, uh, the Bill Monroe Mm-hmm. Bluegrass Fest exactly. is going to be the 53rd one this year. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And we have Mike's Dance Barn, too, Mike's that has barn. that has local acts. We have uh, yeah. the Big Red Barn that has local acts, too. Um, yep. So so lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know when Annie called and mentioned she has some bean blossom, I mean, it's a, it's a very well-known venue out there. And yeah. that, that festival with yeah. Bill Monroe and his history and, and they're, yeah. they're, they just Monroe got bought this. out and yeah. they're they they're they're going to have a lot more acts they're going to really have some good stuff well, out there. Yeah, we're ex- real excited about them yeah. with what they're doing out yeah. there. It's amazing. They they've invested a lot in the infrastructure there. Um mm-hmm. it's really wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, our phone numbers again, 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. News at indianapublicmedia.org if you want to send in a question or at Noon Edition if you want to contact us on Twitter. What's the status of the Little Nashville Opry and how does that fit into this whole conversation? 
Oh, well, who's going to take them? <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's been 10 years. We certainly hold out hope. There's always hope, but yeah. it has been a very steep hill to climb for the the new owner of that place. I, I noticed that in the last couple of weeks, I think the coming soon sign has been removed. And I don't know. I, I don't have an official status, mm. but I, I have a feeling that it, it may not be looking positive. Yeah. He uh, he had all his ducks in a row a few years yeah. ago, and then it just kind of faded away. We don't really know what well, happened. So the, um, I, I won't say what. There were a couple of hurdles thrown at him that were not local, mm, oh. and I think that that may have uh, been detrimental. And to really, the that was the catalyst. Yeah. Um, the the innkeepers went. You know, that was a huge part of our income to have people come and stay there, especially those little outlying mm-hmm. inns that were out there. And so well, the campgrounds they, as well. Right. And yeah. they put their heads together and said, what can we do to get that income back in our community? And um, yeah. this is this is what we can. And I think with. it's worth noting because this is kind of a transient area around here. So they've been gone for 10 years. Yeah. But the little Nashville Opera used to bring acts from. The big Nashville stage that would come to Brown right. County and play a lot of the biggest names in Loretta Lynn, Oak Ridge music, Boys, right. yeah, and lots of sort of old time country stuff. music. And, Johnny Cash, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About yeah. That. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so did, was there an effort to work with him and, or this? Uh, I think it was a guy. We did some stories with him. I know when they announced yeah. that he had some investors, but did right. the county try yeah. to work with him and say you can have some of this innkeeper's money too instead of? I don't think it. Center. I don't think that it was thought of back then. I think well, this was such a new idea. It, yeah, I think that what has been done with the the new music center has been really innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a fuzzy recollection because I wasn't on the Arts and Entertainment Commission when this was going on. I think there was uh, plenty of communication between the Opry owner and town, but uh, I'm not sure they were able to get things to really gel. In, in the way that they needed to. I know there was a lot of discussion about uh, sewage treatment. Right. Septic, infrastructure was a yeah. problem. Infrastructure. Yeah, because um, it's, it's out farther away from town. So getting all the infrastructure to them, whereas the Maple Leaf is right there. Music and, Center. Or the, the music oh, I, <laughs> thank you. It wasn't just me. Yes. <laughs> I did it for you. Thank Dana you. I, Take I, one I for the team. Mistake purposely. But, <laughs> but the, where, where the music center is, the infrastructure is right there. So right. easier build, too, yeah. um, for that. Well, well, I think, you know, you, you all mentioned the history of Brown County as an, as an arts colony. And I, I had an interesting experience a few years ago. I, it's probably been 10 or 15 years ago now because Bill Zimmerman is still alive, the, the wildlife uh, uh-huh. artist. And uh, my wife and I were out there for breakfast one Sunday morning in March. And the, the artist colony Inn was just full of people at this big, long table. And I said to the owner, what's going on? And it's like, well, most of the artists couldn't get out all winter, and this is the artists come here. Yeah. So they're they just do, a bunch they of, do they do still meet at yeah, the artist yeah. colony sometimes on mm-hmm. for breakfast. Yeah. And these are these are world class artists that mm-hmm. have moved to Brown mm-hmm. County, and that's sort of always been the case, right? Yeah. 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 It, and you know what? We haven't even mentioned the backroads tour in the in the fall. We have the backroads tour, so you can actually go on this backroads tour and go to an artist studio and like MK Watkins is my one of my favorite ones to go to because she takes you a, on a tour through her house and you can buy a painting right off of her bedroom wall yeah if you want i mean that's a that's a pretty good cool experience mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you, so you can find out more about that at browncountystudiotour.com yeah. there you go so and, how how did this all start Back in the, what, early 1900s or whenever it started, that artists started coming to Brown County? Well, they, you know, it, I've, I've researched it recently, actually, because T.C. Steele's always the one that people bring up. But there were some other artists, and, oh, now I'm forgetting. I, I wish that um, Annabelle was here, um, because there were, there were some other artists, too, that came. And really, it's all about the the environment it's all about what they were painting and in that that's what drew them here um there's a story about people from indianapolis would walk from indianapolis to tc Steele's house and you know where it is in between here in bloomington and nashville they would walk down there just to see him paint and so he was a big pull and then again hohenberger um started doing articles on us and that that really brought us into the 
Okay. You know, our backward, our backwards people. <laughs> We've got another uh, another phone call, and this time it's Terry who's calling. Terry. Yes, this is Terry. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I have a question for you. What about the traffic coming in and out of the Brown County Music Center? Now, I, I work in Bloomington, and I live in Columbus, so I'm always going through Brown County and, and Nashville there. You know, you're dealing with softball tournaments. You know, the traffic gets pretty wild at times through that area. Have they made plans to deal with that? We're, we're going to ask. Dana Beth? We have. Um, <laughs> everybody yeah. looks at me. Yeah, okay, we don't want to. We don't want to talk on this one. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we have taken that in consideration. Um, again, it's all about scheduling and making sure that we know what's going on in the area, so that we're not scheduling on top of a tournament when something's happening. Um, there will be things like that that we that does happen, and we're going to try to adjust that. But with, in regards to the. Uh, Traffic, we'll have traffic control stops. Traffic going into the venue, we have a three-way drive, we have a three-lane driveway, so there'll be two lanes taking you in, one lane taking you out. When the concert is over, we'll have two lanes taking you out and a, a lane to get in if, if something needed to be, somebody needed to be picked up. We'll also have traffic control guards out uh, monitoring traffic to make sure that people can get out and pay attention to the lights and get this, get the venue um people in and out in a timely manner so that is something that we're looking at i will say this though to please remember the first several shows that we have it's a learning experience it's a learning curve no matter what we've got written down on paper that we think this is the plan and this is exactly how we're going to do it once we're actually doing it we're probably going to look at it and go oh that didn't work (laughs) we're going to need to change that and do x instead of y so be patient with us, please. We're trying. Everybody's trying to work together and make sure that the venue is successful. As I always have liked to say at my other venues, we want you to come and have a good time. And if you have a great experience, we want to make sure that you go out and tell everybody. If you have a horrible experience or you have a suggestion, please make sure you tell me or a member of our team so that we can fix it and make your experience the the pleasure that you want it to be. Because I can't fix it if I don't know about it. But if you tell 10 of your friends then I really don't know, but everybody yeah. else does. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, we, we are looking at that, and we do think we have a plan in mind. We just have to get it implemented and make sure it works. And if it doesn't, we'll go to plan B and C and D until yeah. we get it fixed. And remember, if you're sitting in traffic there, you're providing a job for somebody in Brown County. And so think about it that way. I'm sitting in traffic, but somebody may have a job today that didn't last year. So it's all about supporting our county. In addition to roads, I mean, is the rest of Brown County's infrastructure set up for a venue this big? I mean, are there any worries? I mean, we were talking a little bit about Little Opry and not really having the infrastructure there with their wastewater, perhaps. Well, this is a state-of-the-art facility. We've made sure that we have we have an award-winning sound gentleman and lighting electrician that have come in and done the sound and lights. Um, we have spared no expense in regards to the artist's and the auditorium itself to make sure that it is state-of-the-art and beautifully done. I always laugh and say we have 12 men's restrooms and we have 25 female restrooms. There you go. Um, we, we've doubled those. There still be a line, but we've got them doubled. Um, we have family restrooms. We have a first aid station that is a room that's set up just for first aid and things that are needed if you pass out or indulge a little too much or whatever happens so it is a a state-of-the-art facility that is being built that is being taken care of that fits into the infrastructure and what we have and what we need and we're looking at this as helping our infrastructure in nashville and brown county too and uh, hopefully again providing some jobs for people maybe uh like somebody providing uh, service from hotels to the music venue when people do drink a little bit too much. <laughs> and we have, we've been very careful. Um, I, of course, am, am hired out of the area, and our marketing person was hired out of the area, but we're both moving to Brown County. And then all of our box office staff are from Brown County, and our audience services manager, who is the second in command under me, she is from Brown County originally, too. So we're trying to, to remain local and do as much local as we possibly can. We'll have live shows uh, that are, of course, that are local venues or from local shows. We'll have regional shows as well as our national events. So we're going to be local as well. 
we were looking, I think, was last week that Vince Gill went on sale? Yes, last right? Friday. Okay. Yeah. 15 yeah, yeah. minutes. So we, yeah, because we thought, <laughs> oh, we should do a story as this is happening. And then immediately they were sold out. And scalpers, it was, what, $450 some right. of them were selling for? I mean, are you... We try our best to take... I know where you're going with it. I'm sorry. Yeah. We try our best to handle with the scalpers. For example, Ticketmaster is our ticketing venue, and they have an eight-seat limit. So that only one transaction, you can purchase eight seats. What is so horrible about the scalpers is this is their business. So they have this set up on their computers that they're dialing in like milliseconds in at a time to get tickets. And we're doing the best we can to stop that or to limit it. But that's in every venue. You can't find a venue that doesn't have scalpers. It's not just new to us or something that we're doing wrong. It, they're everywhere. And, and we're, we're glad the scalpers wanted our tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I will say this for the scalpers price there. If you're willing to pay that, more power to them. Um, we're still getting paid, though. We're still getting our ticket fees. We're still getting all of our ticket money. If they're making money on it, I, I hate that. But if you're willing to buy a ticket from a scalper, then that's that's yeah. your head, not mine. So <laughs> we don't encourage it by any means. All right. Our, our producer, again, has come up with some more information. Adolf Schultz is another name mm-hmm. of, oh, one, sure. of the, one of the founders of the, the mm-hmm. art colony. And Cariani would be another name, uh, Marie Gus, oh, good yeah. friend. Right. Um, yeah, you can actually, if you want to find out more about the history of art, uh, our, we have a Brown County Art Gallery and we have a Brown County Art Guild. And you can walk in the door and the people there know much more than we do mm-hmm. about, about the history. We also have a beautiful history center that was built entirely by donations from the people of our county. It's beautiful. So um, that, that would be another good place to, to go. Well, oh, go ahead, Sarah. Well, can you talk a little bit about some of the other acts that are coming? We've talked about Vince Gill and Peppa Pig, but is there going to there is there going to be a second Vince Gill show? No, we had okay. hoped that there would be, but that's not going to work out, unfortunately. But um, we have Clint Black tickets that went on sale today, and those are starting to sell well. We also are going to put on sale next week, next Friday. Tesla is coming in, and Art Garfunkel. So those are going on oh, sale. Yay! Art Garfunkel's going on sale. Yes, uh, we also have here come See, the mummies. We didn't even know. See? Yeah. I can keep a secret. We have here come the mummies that are coming in October. Of course, we have um, Hard Day's Night, which is a Beatles tribute band that'll be here in November. Um, Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox is coming. I'm trying to think of the ones that we announced. I'm sure I'm going to announce one that hasn't been announced, but that's okay. Home we'll Free. Today. Home Free is being announced today because I just let that out of the bag, but they'll be coming. Um, we reported that. You're not letting anything out of the bag. Oh, that thank was God. The press release when you announced some of the shows. Thank you. Because I have, there's so many shows that I have. We probably have 30 shows that are being approved or being looked at, and we've only got like 12 of them that are out. And so it's like, which ones did we talk Dana about? Dana Beth doesn't sleep right now. No. Dana Beth has no <laughs> sleep right now. Right now, but that's a good thing. Yeah. I always laugh and say it's organized chaos, and I thrive on it. Yeah. Okay, one other thing I want to mention about Brown County is is there are certain foods that people go to Brown County for. Brown County biscuits. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, our biscuits. fried biscuits. Yeah. That's, apple that's, that's mm. well, yeah. and, and apple then butter. Indiana yeah. tenderloins. And t- the we have some. Right. Yeah, we have some <laughs> very good tenderloins. This is new to me. I'm from Kentucky, yeah. so I'm enjoying all these yeah. new yeah. foods. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we have we have some great restaurants, and I'm not going to say any because I I don't want to forget. And no, but you also have, me, I mean, you're, you have places that are making beer and making oh, spirits yeah. Yeah, now, which is, that's, right. that's got to help have, the tourism We have industry. one of Absolutely. Indiana's only legal moonshine uh, places, so come to Brown County and get moonshine. And, and we have our wine, the, the winery, <laughs> and then other spirits that are coming out. Yeah. yeah. We Brown have several County wineries. Biscuit, yeah. What? What, what is, is it? Brown County? It's a fried biscuit, but it's rolled in cinnamon sugar. Yeah. So it's like a benet, French mm-hmm. benet, yeah. um, it's a but well, we call it a biscuit. And if you do it right, benet, benet. if you do it right, you put apple butter That's on it. Right. Right. That's so. right. You put apple butter on it. And you can sinful, eat it and you have to go to church after you eat it. And then go walk on our trail. All right. So last thing for Chuck, maybe last thing. We've got like three minutes to go, but I want to ask about what's next for the National. National Arts and Entertainment Commission. I mean, what other, what other things are on the horizon for your commission? I can talk public art if you want. Uh, sure. Well, just really quickly, I will say, you know, it's great to talk about the big things. But truly, we are a community of artists and artisans. Mm-hmm. There are things going on all the time on a small level. And uh, one thing it's important to hit on is the innovation 
that we're seeing. Uh, for instance, Rainwater Studios has The Stream, which is an online concert series. Uh, Brown County Radio Hour, it's our own radio show. We have a podcast series. Um, so we're trying to think outside the box uh, to bring this Brown County culture uh, to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. So, Nancy, you wanted to... Well, I just met with the Public Art Committee the other day, and we're looking at, we're starting to write up RFPs for um, pieces of public art that um, and want local artists to do them. So um, that's the Arts Commission. That's one of their focuses, too, right. mm-hmm. bring people in. We're also working on an app for our town, and the Community Foundation's working on a channel. So we may have our own channel someday, too. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to encourage everybody that, uh, in regards to the Music Center to go to browncountymusiccenter.com. We have a, a link on there where you can ask a question. Um, if you have anything, that will go straight to me so I can answer those questions for you. And we also have a space that you can volunteer. So we encourage you to go out there and fill out a volunteer form because it'll take about, for a sellout house, it'll take about 60 volunteers to run it. Okay. We have a caller who says there's an art walk tonight. Oh, that's art right. We tonight? have our walk tonight. Okay. That's right. So that's what, right. what Friday of the month is tonight? Last uh, Friday. Last four, yeah. So it's a fourth Friday. Fourth Friday. Yeah. And several right. of our galleries stay open late. They stay open till 7. Uh, I know B3 Galleries got live music tonight yeah, in their gallery. And they right. usually have a, a featured artist, too. That's right. All right. I think we are out of time. It's been it's been fun. really uh, yeah, thank you all so much very informative. Yeah, um, Brown County is uh, one of those really unique places, and it's a is a treasure here in Southern Indiana. So we're really happy we got to come have you visit all us. Today. Yeah, come see us. Come see us. Yes, Stay please. all night. Stay all weekend. All right. <laughs> I want to thank uh, our guest Dana Beth Evans, the executive director of the Brown County Music Center. Chuck Wills, the vice president of the Nashville Arts and Entertainment Commission, and Nancy Crocker, a Nashville town board member, town council member. And a local business owner for engineer Mike Pashkash, for producer Patrick McGurr, and and my co-host Sarah Whitmire. I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU Public Radio. A podcast of this program and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville, fiber internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. And from the Herald Times, featuring coverage of local news, entertainment, and sports in print at heraldtimesonline.com and on your mobile device.